Hello again, my precious friends. This is Dan Jones, and this is a quiet talk for you. Isaiah was the greatest of the writing prophets in the Old Testament. In chapter 1, verse 18, we read these familiar words. Come now, and let us reason together, saith the Lord. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. God addresses his people Israel saying, let's talk about this. Let's reason this out together. I find it interesting that Almighty God, whose wisdom is infinite, would talk to humans like this. The fact is, part of the image of God in mankind is the ability to reason. God created that into us. In the very beginning of chapter 1 of Isaiah, God reasons. He says, I reared children and brought them up, but they have rebelled against me. The ox knows its master, the donkey its owner's manger. But Israel does not know. My people do not understand. He's making the point that none of this makes sense. God himself trained up these people, and yet they turned against him. Even animals recognize their master, the one on whom they depend. But Israel, human beings who supposedly have reasoning power, don't seem to understand what's good for them. In verse 5, he says, Why should you be beaten anymore? Why do you persist in rebellion? You don't have to touch a hot skillet but once to know that it isn't an experience you want to repeat. But Israel persisted in doing things that brought them pain and suffering. It just doesn't make sense. It isn't reasonable. God is saying, why in the world would you want to keep doing things that cause you suffering? Come now and let us reason together, saith the Lord. The problems will end if you will just turn away from your sin and turn back to me. Years ago, I heard a brilliant statement from a wonderful Bible teacher. He said, Human beings have the unique ability to reason logically to the wrong conclusion. We can absolutely convince ourselves with many logical-sounding arguments that our sinful course will lead to a happy end. Of course, it never does. Here's the problem. While God certainly gave us the power to think and reason when he made us, that power has been corrupted by sin. So now we are wide open to deception. To make a wise decision, you need data. If I'm going to buy a car, I need to know certain things. What kind of cars are out there for sale? What are the prices? How much can I afford? What sort of car do I need? Only when I can answer these questions, and perhaps others, can I make a good decision about a car purchase. So what if I'm given false information? What if I research and learn that car A is very reliable, so I buy it, but find by experience that my research was misleading? Perhaps my reasoning was sound, but the data was not. Mark Twain allegedly said that 
it's easier to fool people than it is to convince them that they've been fooled. I believe that's absolutely true. We don't want to admit that we've been deceived. It's embarrassing. It's humbling. So we doggedly hang on to our deception. Again, that's a function of the fallen nature of mankind. Now, I won't go into a lot of detail on this, but I assume you know the story. In the beginning, Satan lied to our first parents. They believed his lie, acted on it. And the rest is the sad story of human history with its war and pain and sin and sickness and suffering. Fortunately, there's an answer. God has provided an answer. In a world of deception and misery, the truth came shining as bright as the sun. The truth being Jesus Christ, born from the young virgin girl, Mary. He declared, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Ah, that's what I need. I can avoid the pitfalls if, if only I have some light to show the way. Otherwise, I'll stumble in the dark. Jesus himself is that perfect data that when accepted and acted upon leads to a happy end. He is the light and the truth. He is the way. He is the life. Of course, he was here on earth in person a very long time ago. None of us got to see and hear him face to face. But God took care of this. He inspired those who saw and heard Jesus to write down the testimony, to make a physical record of what Jesus said and did. All of my life, I have been so thankful for the Bible. I've studied it since I was quite young. But after all these years, I, I still marvel at this book that is like no other book. God used fallible humans to record the message of light and life in Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit moved them as they wrote. And today, and until Jesus comes back, we benefit from this gracious written revelation. So to come full circle, what is the answer to our reasoning problem? Are our minds with their reasoning power still good for anything? Absolutely. We just need good data. And that data is the Word of God. You input that data by reading God's Word every day, just like you eat food every day. But don't just read. Pray before you read, while you read, and after you read, that God would give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him and His Word. Come to the Word of God with a humble and a willing and obedient spirit. Tell God that when His Word convicts you of sin in your life, that you will turn from that sin, confess it, and forsake it. Here's a verse that I learned as a boy. I can't remember when they taught me to memorize this verse, but I'm glad they, they did. It's Psalm 119.11. Your word I have hidden in my heart that I might not 
sin against you. Don't just read God's word. Memorize it. You may say, Dan, I just can't memorize. Actually, you can. I'm sure there are many things that are important to you that you have memorized. When you see that God's Word is the most important written document you could ever possess, that it contains the way to life and peace and wisdom and a thousand other things, then you'll be motivated to memorize it. Start with one verse. Start with Psalm 119. 11. God will help you. He wants to give you his wisdom. James, who was the brother of Jesus, wrote this, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. But let him ask in faith with no doubting. God wants you to think. He wants you to be wise. He wants you to use the power of reason that he created in you. But to reason rightly, you need to think God's thoughts after him. You can do that when you hide his word in your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you, God. Thank you so much for the written Word of God. Thank you for those men and women over the centuries, Lord, who you have inspired and you have helped, Lord, to preserve the written Word of God for us. Many died that we might have the Word of God in our own native tongue. Thank you for these people, Lord God. And Lord Jesus, forgive us for neglecting the Word of God, for taking it for granted, for not realizing what an amazing gift the Bible is to your children. And help us, Lord God, to make a priority of spending time daily in the Word of God, reading, memorizing, and meditating in the Word of God. Lord, the psalmist said in Psalm 1 that in his law, Uh, Does he meditate day and night? And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf shall not wither, and whatever he does will prosper. Help us, Lord God, to meditate in God's word day and night, Lord God, to feed on the word of God. And help us, Lord Jesus, to see you and to know you because you are the true eternal word of God. You embody the word of God. You are the light and you are the truth. We love you, dear Jesus, and we pray in your precious name. Amen. My good friends, I thank you for praying for us. God has been working in our lives and my family. He's opened a door for us to have a place to live at least for a few months, and we're thankful for that as we continue to seek to lead a precious group of people in the Schenectady area at the Word of Life Anglican Church which meets at the American Legion Hall at 1809 Union Street, Schenectady. We meet Sundays at 10 o'clock. If you're in the area, you don't have a church home, we would love to meet you and to minister to you and to share God's Word with you. So keep us in your prayers. Thank you very much. And if you'd like to contact me, contact me through email at father.danjones at outlook.com. God bless you.